On this episode of This is Game Boy Light, I pretend to know a lot about the shoot 'em up genre. and welcome to the first episode of this is Game Boy Light. You might be wondering what is this all about? Well, uh, besides our normal um, scheduled episodes like the first one, like Solar Striker, um, if ever in between episodes we have a moment that we cannot be together to actually record a full episode, we'll be trying to fill in the gaps with these little short episodes in between where only one of us is doing them so right now it's just gonna be me Mula. EBC is not around for this one uh, we both have a busy schedule actually um, EBC will be attending SGDQ um, he will be running don't forget that he'll be running Kirby's Dream on the extra mode so make sure to check that run out and I have some birthday parties to go to um, Belgium is playing in the world championships and are doing pretty well well they won their first match against Panama for anybody who cares about that and uh, there's some other stuff so we might have to fill in a gap already but uh, hey at least I am recording this episode here for you right now so um, the reason why I'm doing this is uh, well there's actually two reasons um, apparently during our first episode and our episode zero a few errors were made and I kind of want to rectify them um, I'll, I'll talk about them in a little bit um, one of them is like not a mistake but something I felt like I did improperly during our Solar Striker episodes so I'm gonna try and do that thing better now um, but yeah we also got some feedback from people who have been listening and um, I got a little list here by our producer Sprinting Lex and I'm gonna go over it and see um, what our mistakes is, uh, are like that for example that's a good mistake and see how we can improve them in the future so let's see what has she written down here for us um first up learn how to sing properly <laughs> yeah yeah i can understand that we uh <laughs> kind of hit the ball out of the park a few times with that in our previous recording so that, that's okay lex we'll uh we'll definitely try and do better in the future all right uh for me stop making so much thumping noises Right, um, that's probably because I have a very creaky desk and a very creaky chair, so that might be picked up here and there, so we'll we'll definitely try and improve that in the future. Um, I'm not gonna buy a new desk and a chair though, I'll just try to sit a little bit more still. So, um, what else do we have? Stop saying Dutch sentences with English words because they make no sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um... Most people probably know I am not a native English speaker. I am actually Belgian, uh, Flemish or Dutch speaker. So sometimes when I can't come up with the exact uh, words in English, I try to make up for something with uh, with a Dutch sentence that doesn't make sense. But, you know, that's something that will definitely will be improved uh, upon in the future. So the more I do this, the better I get at it for sure. Um... 
fourth thingy here make more puns i can definitely get behind that because puns are the best and we definitely need more of those so um we'll try and do that if i can come up with any during uh during our conversation so let's uh let's definitely try and do that and the final one is don't sing okay like you know what, Lex, the other things I can definitely get behind and stuff like that, but don't sing, that's that's a little bit too much. I mean, like, come on, you, you have to make me... You just gotta give me the opportunity to sing. Like, if, if I can't sing, what el what else am I gonna do? I mean, it's it's not even on the podcast itself. It's it's just, you know what? No, I, I if if I can't sing, you know, it's over for me. This is it. I'm stopping the podcast here and now. It's over. I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna leave. I'm out of here. Say goodbye to me. Well, don't say goodbye because you can't respond to me anyways because this is a podcast. But I'm out of here. Goodbye. All right, all silliness aside, though, there, there have been a few actual feedbacks that are pertinent to the actual uh, podcast itself. So um, first thing, um, during episode zero, I mentioned that John Carls and uh, Man Over Mars or James from Pixelated Audio would be hosting this podcast many times. That was just um, like in the heat of the moment that I said that um, they will definitely be joining as guest hosts and maybe even as a uh, normal host, but not that many times. Like they have enough projects on their own, of course, but they are part of the Monochrome City team. So you might hear them here and there. So just want to rectify that. So not um, getting people's hopes up if you do not like me or EBC. And you only want John Carls and Man Over Mars. Um, they will be around, but not a lot. It's mostly just going to be me and EBC, E-Bloody Ken. Um, but yeah, the, the second thing, um, during our Solar Striker episode, when we talked about the plot, I kind of, yeah... Screwed that part up. Uh, that was my mistake. Um, I didn't have the manual in front of me. I didn't have the wiki page in front of me. So before we actually dive into the subject of this uh, episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about that plot and rectify it completely. So I did, uh, I do have uh, the actual uh, plot guides here. So let me go over them. And um, as we said during the actual Solar Striker episode, they differ um, quite uh, hard. So... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll first read the wiki page, and I'm pretty sure this one just either got translated from the Japanese version, uh, still not sure about that one, or it was just made up. So, um, so let's go over that one real quick. So, the year is 2159. The Earth Federal Government was established, linking the people with a common government against other species. As part of this new addition and to defend the human race's peace and safety, the Earth Federal Army was also created. The army went on the offensive and attacked a star known as Turin. However, the Earth Federal Army was no match for the overwhelming comet power of Turin, and Earth's fate seemed sealed. 
Azure Last Chance, a top-secret mobile unit, developed a very advanced space fighter in Earth's last fortification. Flying with the mothership Mother Athena, it arrived at Turin's solar system as a last chance for a violent and final attack on the Turin forces. This advanced spacecraft and Earth's last hope for survival is codenamed Solar Striker. So yeah, that's uh, that's the wiki plot. No idea where they got that information from. Um, there weren't any sorcerers or anything uh, with it, so I, I can't really tell. But um, here's what is in the actual US or EU manual, and you will notice the differences um, quite fast. So. It is now the year 2195. Earth has been attacked by the forces of the planet Reticulon. Several hundred years ago, Reticulon sent messages conveying their intent to attack. The Earth Federation government was formed, unifying the whole world. The Earth would be protected by the Federation army. Unfortunately, the power of the aggressive Reticulon forces proved too much for the Federation army. Earth was subjected to a crushing defeat. There is one last chance. The Federation Army has a secret megabase on the moon. Here, the Earth's finest scientists and technicians have developed an ultra-performance fighter ship. The name of this fighter is Solar Striker. The only way to foil the menacing Reticulon's mission is to fly to their home planet and destroy its core. This is where the main computer is housed. Without it, they will be helpless. Good luck. But yeah, as you, as you have heard, uh, there's quite a few differences between them. Like in the wiki page, it's a different year, which might be a typo because it has the same numbers. But um, in that one, the Earth actually goes to an alien star slash planet called Turin. And apparently it's their fault that a war started. Um, but in the actual manual, they talk about Reticulon, which is completely different than Turin, um, and apparently they started the attack on Earth. Um, the rest of it is kind of the same, I guess. Um, some scientists have created a uh, ship to counter the alien's attack, and um, they called it Solar Striker. So, yeah, hope that uh, kind of clears up what that part of the plot was all about, because... Again, I handled it pretty poorly in my own opinion, but uh, I'm glad I get this chance to actually rectify that situation. But yeah, anyways, we're gonna dive into the main focus of this episode, um, which is uh, actually the other shmups on Game Boy. Um, I mentioned a few titles last time very briefly, but I kind of wanted to dive a little bit more into them and go over all the ones that I could find and all the ones that I've played. Uh, I can tell a little bit more about, but uh, yeah, there, there's quite a hefty list and we'll get to that after this short break. you enjoyed that little break but let's dive into all the shmups that Game Boy has to offer. Um, I divided them into a few sections. I got the really good ones, 
the good ones, the okay ones, the bad ones, and the odd ones. So um, I'm first going to start with, of course, the really good ones. But yeah, the reason why I wanted to do this list a little bit more um, in-depth, uh, but not too much, of course, is just to show that Game Boy really has a lot of uh, fun shmups to offer. Um, I'm actually really surprised how many shmups got made for Game Boy. And um, if, if you're really interested in the genre, um, it might be a good idea to check some of those out, um, especially because most of them are just like Solar Striker, more simplified or easier versions of games that have been uh, produced for other systems. And um, again, Game Boy is a very good starting point to actually get you into the genre without having too much skill from the start. So um, hope some of these names can help you um, expand your own library maybe of uh, shmups for Game Boy and um, would be cool to see you check them out and maybe give some comments about them uh, to me. So that would be cool. Um, so yeah, anyways, let's dive into the really good ones. So I mentioned uh, Zaz before, uh, which is a Japanese only shmup, which is really good, but also very, very, very expensive. So I hope you have a uh, Everdrive or happen to find a copy of Zaz for under $100 and get it. Um, but it's a really cool game. You can always check it out on emulator, of course. But uh, it's a pretty standard one. It's, it's just... Um, very well done. Um, it gets pretty tough pretty fast, so that's definitely not one to start with. Uh, maybe you need a little bit more experience to get going with that one. But uh, it definitely has some really cool graphics, but because they try to do a little bit too much graphic-wise, your ship kind of blends in and out of the screen a lot, like it blinks a lot. So um, depending on what system you're actually playing it on, it might be a little bit hard to see what you are doing. But yeah, definitely check that one out. Um, and if you want a pretty original one, um, at least as far as I know, because it's uh, one of the two games shmup games that is that i know that kind of ha have this um mechanic to them um but uh, there's a game called arrow star which um is not so much just a shmup in the normal sense um but it actually works on two different planes um your ship is not really a flying ship it's actually a jumping ship which means that you're always on the ground floor and you have to follow a particular track you have to stay on so you can't just fly over the screen like you usually do and you can actually jump with your ship um, so you can clear gaps to get to the next part of the of the platforms on the bottom and you can also use that of course defensively to jump over bullets and stuff like that um, but not only you uh, are on the uh, on two planes but also the enemies and the bullets and any enemy that is actually flying cannot hit you while you're on the ground and vice versa so uh, the way they did this in this game is that um, bullets being shot from above you are a lot larger than the ones that are coming from the lower plane um, so you do not have to dodge them you can just like glide underneath them um, as long as you don't jump 
like actually jump into them you should be fine but it's a really interesting game but it, it kind of throws you off if you have been playing more standard shmups because uh because of the lack of movement um and the two plane situation which doesn't always get translated that's that well on a game boy screen of course but uh it's definitely a cool one to check out and it, it's not that hard to beat so um you might dive into that one pretty fast um Got uh, Gradius, the Interstellar Assault, mentioned that one last time. Um, it's your typical Gradius game, it's just a little easier than its NES counterparts or arcade counterparts. Um, you do have the option of having an auto-fire, which helps a lot, because shmups do tend to wreck your... Um, Wreck your thumb quite easily uh, but the the reason why i'm saying this is a really good one is not so much because um, it differs from the normal gradius games but because it has like an amazing graphics for a game boy game and um, it, it's definitely worth checking out just for that so um, besides that nothing special pretty easy there's a few different difficulty levels i think it loops into a higher difficulty level if you finish it once and stuff like that um so yeah it, it has definitely something to offer to people who are already familiar with gradius or people who are just diving into the series um and the last one i mentioned that one as well during the solar striker episode is sagaya um, which is a port of the darius twins game um, that came out in the arcades and on super nintendo i believe it's definitely one of the better ones on Game Boy for sure. Um, it, it, it's very technical, um, it's very hard. Um, it's also pretty expensive if you actually want a copy and it only came out in Japan. So um, it's pretty standard, it's a horizontal shmup just like Radius, like Aerostar and Zass were vertical shmups. Um, but Sagaya is, is one of those that I still cannot beat, even on easy mode, so it would be cool if I can actually watch maybe some other people play that game and see how far they can get. Um, I always get totally screwed over during the boss rush stage, so that's as far as I've gotten so far. But it's definitely worth checking out, so go and do that. So yeah, those were the really good ones, and now we're just gonna dive into the good ones. Um, nothing really special, they're just fun games to play. Um, and a lot of these you might have heard about before, because most of them are definitely ports of other games. So um, I'm gonna go through these a little bit more quickly. Um, like The first and the second one I have on my list are Nemesis and Parodius. Uh, Nemesis is Gradius, um, they just renamed it for the Game Boy, I'm not sure why, maybe it's because they couldn't release it under the same name during that period, um, because if you've heard about this before, like Konami had to make Ultra to make more games a year, and maybe calling it Gradius um, wasn't an option because of that, I don't know. But yeah, Nemesis and Parodius are basically the same thing, Parodius is just a silly one. Uh, Nemesis is pretty easy, it's probably the same as the NES one, but easier, like you start with that volcano level, you go into um, the eastern island hats and stuff like that. Uh, I think it consists of five or six levels, you get through them pretty 
quickly, so um, nothing special about that. But it's a good one, so um, it's definitely worth to play. Um, Parodius, same deal. You have, of course, different characters in that one to play around with. The only problem with Parodius is it's not that lenient when you actually die and lose all your power-ups. gets pretty tough to get back on track, whereas Nemesis kind of kind of make makes up for it um, by um, having either enough power-ups before you get to a hard part or the hard parts are just a little bit easier than normal so um, but yeah that's what you can expect from Parodius. Um, the next one is Pop and Twinby. Um, people probably know Twinby. it's a pretty pretty well-known series. Uh, the Game Boy version, again, pretty simple, uh, pretty easy as well. You can basically get most of your power-ups back as long as you don't die too high uh, on the screen because then your uh, ghost will just fly off the screen immediately and you lose everything. But um, yeah, it's, it's easy to get your power-ups back because there's a lot of battles, of course. Uh, during the later stages, it's harder because there's more enemies, but um, if you can get a good ship going from the first or the second level, it should be easy going from there on out. Um, after that, we got R-Type and R-Type 2. Uh, those are pretty basic. They're also very slow compared to most shmups. Um, not that a lot of shmups on Game Boy actually have a like fast pace or anything, but these ones are particularly slow, so it's a lot easier to dodge stuff. Um, but everybody dreads the fourth stage in R-Type 1, which is an absolute mess if you do not know where you're going, because like in any R-Type game, it's a kind of maze where you have to know where to go, and it, it might be hard and scary the first time around, but once you figure it out, it's pretty easy to get by. Uh, R-Type 2 is a bit better um, it, it offers a little bit more variety in the stages they, they look a little bit cleaner better graphics um, but there's also a lot more lag because of the better graphics which makes it even more slow than R-Type 1 but uh, definitely check out R-Type 1 um, R-Type 2 you can check out if you really want to but I would definitely recommend uh, the first one um, after that we got like uh, Disney's Tailspin, uh, which isn't your typical shmup at all. Uh, it's it's a pretty fun one because you can turn around, of course, and it's a lot easier than its NES counterpart where there's a lot more stages and the hardest stage in that game, uh, the Ghost House, has been completely cut out of this one. They actually meshed a lot of stages together in the Game Boy port. Um, there's only like five stages in total compared to... I believe eight in the NES version uh, but yeah it's a fun one you can buy upgrades if you get enough money during your stages like extra health a better motor which is completely useless by the way in the Game Boy version um, and some uh, more bullets you can shoot at the same time so yeah that's that's pretty cool game uh, go check it out um, another one we mentioned last time, Battle Unit Ziad, also not your typical shmup, um, it, it has a very big stage screen, I guess I could say, um, you can take an upper pet or a lower pet, um, 
The enemies on the upper path won't hit you, mostly if you go on the bottom path and vice versa. Um, it's super short, like all the stages are maybe a minute long and there's like five stages. Uh, the only downfall to this game is if you die, it's really, really hard to get back on track. Um, but the good part about it is that it's so easy to figure out what to do exactly that you can probably finish it in like 30 minutes the first time you play it so um, if you want a really short one to get you going with the shmups definitely go check that one out and the last one on the good ones list is Burai Fighter Deluxe, which is, of course, a port of uh, Burai Fighter on NES. I don't know if it has the same levels technically. I never actually played the NES version of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty much the same as Battle Unit Ziot, where you uh, go through the stages and you can kind of go higher on the screen or lower on the screen. Um, you have three different weapons, which you can upgrade by picking up like these little energy dots that change the letter on it. So um, depending on which one you pick up, you get a better weapon. And if you like get uh, hit when you have one weapon upgraded max, uh, you lose that weapon, but all the upgrades you had on the other two weapons um, will remain. So you do not always have to like do all of them again to get the best weapon. I think there's nine levels to each weapon. Um, pretty simple one. It has three difficulties. Uh, the last one is pretty tough. Um, so it has something for everyone. You can play on easy, normal or hard. I think they call it Albatross and Eagle and stuff like that in this game. But that's a, that's a really fun one. You can definitely check out. So um, that is what we have for the good ones. Um, now let's go to the okay ones. Um, a one that I mentioned last time was Fibert. Um, the complete title of it is Tayu no Yusha Fibert GB, uh, which is based on an anime. Uh, why is it an okay one? Um, it's mm, yeah, it's 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 really hard to say. It's a good game for sure but it goes by so fast and it's just totally not memorable um it has some good music in it but it, it's such a simple one that uh, you can like overlook it completely um you can always of course take a gander yourself but um i wouldn't expect too much of it but at least it's very playable and it's very easy um then we have Xenon 2. Um, I don't know what Xenon 1 is. I never heard of it. Uh, but Xenon 2 is um, a standard vertical shmup uh, with little to no power-ups. But uh, it has one thing going for it, and that is that you can actually go backwards. Um, so it's less likely that you get stuck in a maze because uh, some of these stages in Xenon 2 do... Are, uh, do provide uh, the player with some dead ends and stuff like that but you can always just turn back the other way and escape from those so that's not that much of a problem but it's a pretty ugly looking game um it's very standard shmup it, it doesn't have any special ships or anything it's boring enemies boring stages um i don't even remember the music so it wouldn't have been that good anyway so um yeah you can definitely skip that one if you want to um, then we have Starhawk, which is, uh, yeah, it, it, that is a weird one. Um, I 
do not understand how the continue system in that game works because it does have unlimited continues but for some reason they are not limited and sometimes you retain all your power-ups and other times you do not so I, I couldn't figure it out while while I was playing it for my um, Game Boy system challenge uh, I did beat it in one go so that's good for sure um, it's also a pretty ugly one I think you're always inside of things and it it all looks very um, yeah I would say intestiny or something like that I don't know if that's a word but now it is now it is and um, then we have the last one which is called Vattle Juice I think it, it's a weird name it's like Vattle is, is like you said uh, would write down battle but with a v and then you have g-u-s like g-y-u-c-e so i'm just gonna say battle juice um that is a very weird one um the sprites in that game are extremely huge um it also works on the two uh, levels like uh, the lower plane and the upper plane just like arrow started but um, in this one, you still have free movement over the entire map. You just have to make sure um, which enemies you shoot at from which plane. And you can run into buildings depending um, on what plane you are. So you have to make sure you don't do that. But uh, besides that, it's, it's very standard. And it's like I said, it, the sprites of your own ship and of the enemy ships are incredibly big. And they are, have a weird color, like the backgrounds are amazingly detailed and the ships are in a weird whitish bright hue, um, which makes it probably really hard to play on an actual Game Boy. So I would definitely recommend you check that out on a Super Nintendo or something like that. Um, but then we have, um, those were the okay ones. We also have the bad ones. And luckily I only have one on there. Uh, but that one's called Zoids Densetsu. And um, yeah, that game is, is uh, pure garbage, to be honest. Um, it's based on either an anime or a toy line up from Japan. And you can choose between all those different ships. You, you have even two sides you can play as, like the good side and the bad side. But uh, each side have, has like... Uh, three or four different ships each with their own abilities with their own special weapons and their own health meter and um, it's five stages you have to get through when it's really hard to do that because not only are the sprites uh, particularly huge as well but it's also very hard to dodge anything that is like um, stage related like rocks and mountains and stuff like that um, not only because your sprite itself is so huge but also because your hitbox is weird um, it, it's not your actual ship and if an enemy shoots at you while you're flying through to uh, through two blocks or something um, it, you just cannot avoid any of them um, they try to make up for that with a, a health meter instead of just one hit and you die but yeah it's definitely one to avoid do not play do not buy um, yeah just get rid of it all right that was the bad one and now we still have the odd ones um there's two games one called volley fire the other one called final reverse and even though they are like 
kind of shmups, they are also not. Um, the way these games work is that um, in Volley Fire you have an horizontal plane, so you're moving at the bottom of the... No, wait, you have a vertical screen. My apologies. Um, you move at the bottom of the screen and there's an enemy on the top of the screen and you guys are kind of playing Pong with like your shots you fire and you have to hit the enemy like a couple of times until their health bar goes down and then you move on to the next round um, there can be stage hazards um, like the screen itself is not moving um, you're just stationary but there might be a mirror in the middle you have to sh try to avoid or there's like asteroids you have to shoot through um, this game is made up in different uh, planets and you can go from planet to planet, but you do not have to do them all. Um, you can just kind of do four of them and go to the final stage already. Um, and there's always a boss fight at the end, uh, which takes um, the same principles. There's always something in your way you want to try to avoid shooting or you'll get hit yourself. And um, you want to take down all the parts of the boss and continue on to the next planets and final reverse is basically the same but there it's kind of a tournament mode where you can choose between vertical standpoint or horizontal standpoint you pick five ships uh, that are on your team and then you have to again destroy the guy on the other side of the screen with hazards in your way and you do not have uh, unlimited movement as you actually when you are moving you're drawing a line on the screen which you can move on so um, if you um, make yourself a really bad track you can't move anymore so that's why I say these are the odd ones I wouldn't call them shmups even though they are defined that way but um, if you want to see a weird one definitely check out a volley fire and final reverse and that is also the final game on my shmup list <laughs> And that's it for this episode of This Is Game Boy Light. Just went through that shmup list real quick, so um, you're informed about more games than the few that we mentioned last time. Before I go, uh, let's see um, if there's anything cool going on for Game Boy right now. Um, as before, the Mega Man 2 Game Boy tournament is still going on on Speed Gaming, so make sure to go check that out and um, handheld heroes is almost ready so they will probably release the entire game list or the entire schedule soon um, so that's definitely something to look forward to after sgdq um, as mentioned before ebc will be at sgdq he's one of the only people who will play game boy there um, so you're not gonna get the craving you have for Game Boy games during SGDQ, but definitely check that one out. Yeah, that's about it that we have going on in the community. Um, as always, you can follow me at Twitch or Twitter. Um, just go to those slash Mule, that's M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Uh, you can follow my normal co-host who isn't here for this episode, eBloody Candy on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, it's just slash eBloodyCandy. That's really easy to find, unlike me. Um, you can follow the team, of course, at twitch.tv slash team slash monochrome city or just 
twitch.tv slash monochrome city for our own channel and you can follow this podcast on soundcloud stitcher and itunes at this point so that's it that's me signing off and i'll see you next time for max As everybody should know by now, I am not a speedrunner.